life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. Check, check, check. Hello. Keep playing that. I like that. That's nice. Hello. Keep playing that little jam and G you're doing. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. What? Are we in a little jazz club down in the village? Are we at the Mint on Wilshire Boulevard? Are we at the, the Good Hurt on uh, Venice Boulevard? And uh, are we at Cafe Wa in the village? Right? I'm running out of things. Are we at the Back Fence? Are we at Max's Kansas City? Max's Kansas City? Are we at... Uh, are we at the... Purple Onion do music early on? Are we at elect? Yeah. Are we at any number of places where they might have played music historically? <laughs> no, we're in the Road Stories Podcast Studios. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network, doing things a little different today. Uh, like I was telling my buddy Chris Porter here, who's jamming on the Gibson. Um, not only is he a talented comedian, he's a talented guitar player also. Uh, I said, hey, man, why don't you uh, cruise by the studio, bring your uh, acoustic, and uh, let's tell some stories and jam. And That's uh, what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Uh, Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I'm excited to do this. Um, like I told Chris, it's uh, seedling of an idea, not 100% thought all the way through, yeah. which is uh, pretty much how I like to do things. The jazz approach. The jazz approach, a little free Just start freeform. here and go for it. Just see where it leads. Hopefully which, keep it in time. Which is kind of like uh, how I do my show, because I don't really do much prep. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't bust out an outline. I don't, I don't follow the eight notes of a good story. I, uh, I just yeah. kind of let, let it go where it goes. That's what podcasting, I feel like, is about. Yeah. When you show up and people have like a syllabus for you, you're like, this yeah. is, I'm already out. Right. <laughs> That's like, I'm already <laughs> mad I showed up. <laughs> That's like, I remember when I got my first apartment, uh, yeah. I showed up and the guys handed me four pages of, okay, the hierarchy is Mike. And then Jim, and then you. You have third say in all this. Oh, and really? It was like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah. I got like halfway through, and I'm like, I don't want this apartment. I'll yeah, see you yeah. later. I'm like, forget I this. Noise. I don't want to ever talk to any of you ever yeah, again. I'm moving out of my parents' house, not into some other parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I just moved in here and I already think two of you are dicks. <laughs> That's not supposed to come for like six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until I can't yeah, get my deposit back. Period. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me turn off that close window. Okay. He had he had to go to the bathroom to do that. <laughs> bathroom window. This is I like this. Uh, hope, this little setup. Yeah, I hope oh, when thanks, I get man. a house, I'll I'll have a foot this like man. Like you got a bathroom, you can come out here and just do you. Yeah, this is my thing. This is kind of it. it, it it's not without its. Uh, oh, what's the word? Price. Yeah. You know, because I have to give it up when 
the in-laws and my oh, yeah. li- my listeners know all about this because they stay for like two months at a time because I have a kid now. Oh, okay. And they've never came to <laughs> they so never came to visit bed behind you. Is this that, is a Murphy bed. It's a Murphy bed, or as I like to call it, a Murray bed. <laughs> Very nice. Did everybody just stop listening? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's a Murphy, which actually is good for the sound. Oh yeah. Of, of this thing, because I was, where's the? There's foam right there. I was going to hang on the wall, and uh, you got a whole bunch of foam. Yeah. So they put that Murphy bed up, and then uh, I don't need it. You're good to go. Yeah. How are you doing? Who good? is Murphy, by the way? Who, the, obviously, a very, very rich guy who loved. Yeah, I would hope so. Who loves sleep? Or maybe it was just a guy that let people come over to see his wall bed. <laughs> yeah. Like a guy who made a million dollars being the laziest person ever. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just he gonna had lay one in bed. Really good Saturday where he did a lot, <laughs> and then once he did that, he was like, "I did the wall bed thing." I'm that's done. me. That's it. If you I'll go down in Murphy, history. I'll be at the bar relaxed. <laughs> that's right. There's no, there's no Chris Porter object, is there? No, yet, no. yet, not yet. Yet, I, I would. Yeah, I don't think. I think there might be a strain of HPV that's just. <laughs> but uh, I'll let the ladies tell you about that. Hello, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Where are you from, Chris? I'm originally from Kansas. Kansas a state. A state within the union. Within the union. Okay. It was a free state, also. Oh, we stayed yeah. in the. We actually were formed because we didn't want slaves. Oh, really? Yeah. I am learning a lot about the Civil War these days. Missouri wanted slaves. Right. That's why they have the boot hill. Sure. Uh, And then the people in Kansas did not want slaves. Okay. Because Kansas, when we first started, were very progressive thinkers. Yeah. Not quite as much anymore. Right. But, uh, I don't. I don't want to bag on Kansas. That's that's, that's American people. They no. The people are great. The gov- The people they've elected to govern them are. Morons. Okay. <laughs> this too is the United States. The dude lost seven hundred and sixty million dollars, and they reelected him. Really? Yeah. Really? I called my dad. I was like, "You vote for him?" He's like, "Well, the alternative wasn't much better." I was like, "The alternative could have been a duck." <laughs> and you and it, a duck would have lost quarter billion, right? Maybe right. not three quarters. Right. That's funny. So, did you get started in stand up down there? Yeah, started there, started doing open mics, and then did the regional stuff. What's the, what's in Kansas? I don't think I've ever worked Kansas. There was a Stanford and Sons. In oh, Kansas. Stanford, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, when we were there, it was the heyday. It was when it was down in the Westport right. area. It's, they've long since moved it. Westport? Yeah, it's like the bar area. It was like, it was one of those. I don't think of Kansas having port towns. Yes, it, it was because of the river. Oh, okay. We have a river. Is that a Missouri River? That would be the Missouri River. All right. Not yes. so bad on the geography, And Mark. the Kansas River also comes into play. Hmm. Or as it's known, the Caw. The Caw? The Caw. Oh. Uh, I th- actually, I think those might be two separate rivers. But the Caw and the Kansas. <laughs> the Caw and the Kansas. Uh, can we get a fact checker on that? Anybody? Are, are there three rivers? Can we call Jimmy three rivers Google? in Kansas? Kansas? Uh, they say we're dorks. Okay. Um. So yeah, I grew up in K- and then started doing the regional stuff, and you know we'd get four dudes in a car, and one of us would have to stay sober. Sure, yeah, yeah. And we'd go up to Omaha and do an open mic night, and then <laughs> I mean, I remember driving up to Omaha, me and these two dudes. The kid on the way back smoked pot for the first time ever, right? And which happens to me, people feel like they need <laughs> to smoke pot with me. Even before I had any sort of notoriety sure, or sure. fame, they just, 
you know, I'm going to smoke with you. Jeff Dye smoked with me for the first time. Oh, really? That, and that was the first time Jeff Dye smoked? We were in a... I, they came and got... This was long before Jeff Dye was anybody. Sure, he sure. He was just a... Just a really tall person. Amateur comic in <laughs> Seattle. And they came and got me for some gig. And uh, that was... That, that, was that was Murray... <laughs> Going a little the who, <laughs> yeah, and and right. breaking the shit. We're gonna we're gonna destroy this shit. I told you halfway throughout through this. <laughs> I didn't didn't think the stand through. Didn't think the stand brand new stands for this. Oh yeah, for this you went out this and got only this episode. Oh, well, that's amazing. I went out and got the. There's the boxes. There they are. They're um, pro lines. He did not skimp. I did not ladies skimp. And I know my equipment. They're um, chrome. Enjoy them because they go back to Guitar Center after this. All right, awesome. <laughs> well, maybe not that one. Do the well. I can't. Not this one's broke. <laughs> this one's bent. Oh, maybe that's why I'll return it, dude. This thing's bent. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's got I, comic breath all dude, over. Dude, this thing does not take a slam to the ground. What's <laughs> this bullshit. all about? <laughs> so where were you and Jeff when you? Uh, uh, which I find they, hysterical. They come because... and get me, and I'm smoking a bowl, and I was like, "You guys want to get high?" And they're like, "Sure." So they came in and I hand Jeff, you know, just a normal pot pipe. Mm-hmm. He had no idea. He was like, how do I do this? I'm like, what do you mean, how do you do this? You know, this is my first time. And then you're just like, why Why now? Why with me? Because you never know how someone's going to do on their first time. Yeah, you never know what's going to... Well, you know, the, I don't want to hang with like a crying Jeff Dye. Right. That's how I am on uh, smoking pot anymore. I used to smoke a lot of pot, and then I took... A long time off, I was really boring. I was super straight edge, like no drinking, no drugs, yeah. nothing like that. And then in that time, The Chronic came out. And, <laughs> and the first, or the album? Both. Okay. <laughs> and they started like nuclearly growing this stuff. And now every time I smoke it, I laugh for 20 minutes and then I go home and cry. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few. Even so now, I stay away from a, it. There's a few weeds. You know, there's different strains, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even now, like my... The guy that I buy my weed from now, I'm like, I don't need any of the Hindu because they're not all the time, but there are definitely times where you're coming down from it and you're just like, what am I doing? (laughs) I should have gone to college. See, I do that every day anyway. I don't need, (laughs) I don't need uh, anything to accentuate that. Yeah. That was my thing. It's like, I smoke pot to make those voices stop. Yeah. Mine only accentuates. And I remember I, when I came back after smoking pot, I had, just got hired on my first TV show to write on. I was I'd f- quit my day job, you know. So this what was, was like your a, day job, uh, catering, oh, catering yeah. waiting tables, and uh, and I'm like, well, now I can smoke pot. I started out, you know, I've got I'm guaranteed a season on a show. I just got passed at the store or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're so in. So me and my girlfriend smoke, and sure enough, that night, what am I doing with my life? I mean, this show's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you just need to find a different strain. Yeah, so I just stick with ecstasy. There you go. That's always, and there's never a come down from that. No, not at all. There's nothing to make you question your life. (laughs) On our last episode, for the entire next two days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My last episode, uh, a comic, Mark Agee. Do you know Mark Agee? I do know Mark very well. Or no, I know his brother Steve. Okay. Are they brothers? Are they? I just assume they look alike and they have the same last name. I don't know if they're brothers or not. Um, he talked about doing. Now I'm going to sound like an old guy. D- DMT. DMT. That is the best drug. Really? On ever. Really? My wife's in listening and going, don't tell them about drugs. <laughs> uh, they call it the businessman trip because it lasts 10 minutes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
It's the most hallucinogenic thing I've ever done. I haven't done LSD, but I've done a, my, a lot of mushrooms. Now, this is from the guy who's special. His backdrop was a giant mushroom. Yes. Is my correct on that? Yeah. Well, that was because a lot of those jokes I wrote on mushrooms. So that was kind of the pre- the meaning behind that. Okay. Not. I mean, maybe not the jokes as they were eventually written, but mm-hmm. the thesis of sure. those jokes. Was that spoken in the special or was that just... No, well, that just, was let's just, just get that for people who, that was who just, pick I was up on doing it. a lot of mushrooms at the time, uh-huh. and it would just, yeah, like I would. I remember tripping in my apartment in LA with my buddy, and I heard a cheap car horn outside, uh-huh. and I just had this thought of like, you only know what a cheap car horn sounds like. You never know what a Rolls Royce horn sounds like. And I, in tripping, I, I had a BlackBerry at the time, and I mm-hmm. just started typing. And then that pit became a pretty significant awesome piece, yeah. Right. And that's happened a few times. Sure. Uh, there are good drug stories. I'm going to... Uh, yeah, if yeah, if we can take amazing. anything from road stories, but kids. But anyway, so DMT, uh, it's like 10 minutes. I, You know, when I do it, I have a... They give you like an eye mask. Sure, yeah, like a, yeah, a virtual reality type thing. No, or? no, 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 just like a blackout. Mask. Oh, just a blackout. You're, okay, you're you're gonna see enough. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's uh, and when you blink, it your body doesn't really register it. Uh huh. Like the hallucinations don't stop at all. Right. Uh, I've done it twice, and both times I've gone to the same place. Okay. Like a very uh, as techie Mayan ruins weird corner of my brain interesting but the architecture was always the same and but and the architecture was as techian is yeah, yeah yeah i mean it have just, you ever been to any I mean, of that I, or just studied and seen in pictures and stuff just studied and seen it in pictures okay. and, i mean it wasn't it definitely wasn't egyptian right definitely had some spanish rape to it that's how the mexicans were made anyway <laughs> uh i uh yeah, and it's huh. just, and it's one, of, and you know, 10 minutes later, it's fine. done. And not only are you fine, you feel amazing. No residual. No resi- not, huh. The only residual thing is you feel amazing. Oh. Like you're like, let's go. I went to the gym right after. Really? Yeah. It's the only drug I've ever done, and immediately after the first thought was like, I should tell my mom about this. <laughs> is it, how did you ingest it? I smoked it. Oh, you smoke it. Okay. Okay, because it's just, it's not even a drug. Re- I mean, it's some sort of root that you smoke, but you also have to smoke it with some sort of inhibitor. Heroin. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Or uh, oxycodone. Um, no, it's like some other natural root that. Okay. Because DMT is a naturally occurring chemical in your body. Sure. It's what your brain releases when you're being mauled by a bear. Right. Or, okay. You know, so it's just. It kind of, and so when you smoke this stuff, your brain just kind of gets rid of it if mm-hmm. you don't do this IMDb inhibitor with it. And oh, okay. That's All right. what, so, you know, that kind of tells your body, don't, don't just get rid of this stuff immediately. Okay. And so then it, you ride, you ride this like 10 minute and the guy I do it with in whatever part of the country I do it in, uh, his girlfriend's like a going to school to be a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he is like, like there are medical books on the desk. <laughs> like he's super smart and right. knows. And he, he was very. He was like, "Are you taking any certain kinds of pills?" And I'm like, "No." And he was like, "Okay, then you should be fine." And, oh, all right, interesting. But it's so he's taking an educated approach to this. Absolutely, and it's and it. He never charges me for it. He's uh-huh. just very into the fact that I'm into exploring 
my brain. What would be the going rate for DMT? Just I, to I make sure e- the kids know I wouldn't exactly. even know. I mean, I've never paid for it. Right. And, like, I've tried to buy it, and he won't sell it. Huh. And he's like, if you want a few hits, I'll give sure. you some. But he's, yeah, it, he's it, just very... It reminded me of when Mark was saying, talking about this last week, it remind, and he did, did he do, no, he did stand up right, he did it right before he did stand up, so he was completely fine before he went on stage, but it reminded me, how old are you? 36. 36, right, we're roughly the same age. Um, we had a thing in high school called, uh, we called it Rush. Yeah. Did you have that? I think, I think. We had Thrush, but that was a disease. That's a total side effect of yeah. AIDS, I think. Uh, <laughs> um. It's like I think it's jet fuel, literally jet fuel in a little bottle that you sniff. I think they call them poppers later on in the oh, in the, oh, that's in the gay amyl community. nitrate. Is that what that is? What is it? Amyl nitrate. Anal nitrate. Amyl. Amyl nitrate. Yeah. Is it rocket fuel? Was I close on that? I don't know what. I mean, you, you've got the laptop. That's something. Oh yeah, that's true. Answer. I should Google. Uh, Tom, where are we going? But Tom that was Google? a big. Hunter Thompson was a big fan of that stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. If you're talking about poppers. That's yeah. But we we knew it as rush, and we would do it in the bathroom, and yeah. it would last a minute. But it seemed like it lasted a half an hour. Okay, like all of a sudden you're just completely like, what's going? Like a on? really intense and your face whip is re- yeah, super intense whip it, and uh, then you're like, oh shit, I got to get back to class, and then you've been gone. You realize you've been gone for forty five seconds. <laughs> I saw a guy at a dead concert at uh, must have been Philly, the old Spectrum before it was closed down. Actually, it was closed down the next day after this dead show. And I saw because a guy. Of the dead show? Probably. <laughs> it was condemned the next day. I saw a guy with a big balloon of whippets just come stumbling through the parking lot, take a big hit, start to teeter face first, started running to catch himself from falling, sprinted face first into the bumper of a car. <sighs> just crack. <laughs> but held on to his uh, whippet so it didn't go. <laughs> Everywhere. So I was doing whippets in the back of the Black Crows bus. Oh, yeah? We were going from Arizona to California on this last tour. And we've all got a... There's a, not... You know, there was... On the Crows bus, there's like the back line just where we all do our drugs. Sure. And the front line is where all the... You know, Rich and Steve watch, you know, Nightline or whatever. Right. Are and Rich and Steve not smokers anymore? Steve will puff on a cake. Rich is the blonde? Uh, the guitar player? That's the, that's the first time I've ever heard him described that way. But uh, yeah, the, the guitar player, the right. brother, yeah. I like, Blonde. I like hair. Okay. Well, the other one, Chris is a brunette. He is. He is. They're also dudes, so maybe not refer to them by their hair. <laughs> well, I also apparently did a lot of poppers. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, we were... The blonde with flowing We're on the highway. Like we're just cruising. We're doing whippets. Everything's wow, wow, right. wow, wow. All of a sudden, the bus stops. And we're like, that's not good, because we're on a highway. We uh, hit an immigration checkpoint. Oh, no. And the driver, we found out later, because <laughs> the bus kept going after it stopped. Sure. They opened the door. The dog was eating dinner. Right. He said, I saw it over there, face in the bowl. That's <laughs> the only reason we didn't make the news that night. Oh, really? Pretty much, because they opened the door and they're like, who's in the bus? And they were like, the Black Cross, and they go, rock on. Oh, nice. And we just kept going, yeah. But <laughs> we're all in the back with a tank of nitrogen. Sure. <laughs> now, did you tour with those guys, or are you just friends I with rode them, with. I just rode around with them. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're a fan, and then you became friends? I became or? friends with Chris, yeah. And then eventually, the 
the brunette. The brunette, I'm sorry. And then <laughs> <laughs> the raven head. Uh, and then through Chris, I became friends with the rest of the band. Okay, cool. I saw... Well, I'll tell my Black Crow story, and then I'll tell my Road Whippet story, since this is Road Stories. Uh, I saw the Black Crows at the Viper Room one night play years ago when I first got into town, and I was there to see, I want to say Juliana Hatfield, a little acoustic session with her, and uh, uh, I'm blanking from the guy from the Lemonheads uh, okay. name right now. I'm blanking on his name. I'm a big fan. I'm blanking on his name. Larry. Larry. Larry, the redhead. And... Uh, <laughs> And I kind of knew the doorman. With the sweet tits. <laughs> I kind of knew the doorman, knew the doorman, but I didn't know the doorman. And yeah. he's like, "Hey, man, don't split, because you know we got some, we got a surprise." I'm like who? He's like, "I can't tell you," but they're from Athens, Atlanta, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Well, they're from Marietta. Okay, yeah. Atlanta. They sure it wasn't REM. They're from Athens. They are from Athens. But I think I heard Athens. Okay. Because I thought it was going to be R. Or maybe the guy just didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. You know what? Now that I think about it, he probably didn't know what the hell he's talking about it. Bouncers always aren't the most educated. No, they're not. Unless you're Alonzo Bowden. Alonzo, we apologize. Um, I don't. Yeah, you don't like Alonzo? (laughs) I love Alonzo. Alonzo's great. I just think he's stupid. No, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Alonzo's very smart. So I thought it was going to be R.E.M., but it turned out to be the Black Crows. And I was not a big Black Crows fan until I saw him that night. And yeah. I was like, wow, these guys are really good. And it was just, a, you know, the Viper Room's very small, so the smoke was just everywhere. Everybody was just bloodshot and high, and this is when I was smoking pot. But the best part was they've gone through a bunch of different lineups, right? They've between, a lot of guitarists. A lot of b- drummers. Nope, same drummer throughout All the most way through? of it. There was five months when they got back together the first time where they had a different drummer. Okay, because at the time, which one's the blonde? Rich. Rich. So you're a huge fan. I know. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Rich and the drummer had, were in an argument, and it oh, was okay. small enough to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he would be like playing, you know, or whatever, and he'd, and he'd like kind of look back to the drummer and say, God, take it out because it's a small thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Take it out, and the drummer would just go, yeah, deck, 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 yeah, deck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like off. something Steve would do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was on the road with uh, – Holly Shore years ago in a tour bus and our tour bus was uh, driven by the guy who drives ZZ Top. Okay. Which has nothing to do with the story. I just always like to say that. And I didn't know, or I didn't really know Paul that well. And I, I still don't. This is, I did two weeks with him and kind of writing and opening. And, uh, and our first stop, uh, we stop at a grocery store to get some grub and I lose Paul. I can't find him anywhere. And I come around and he's in the freezer section and there's just like 15 whipped cream cans. Just all of it is just, just doing the whip. It's all through the whole thing. And we got kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> But when you're Polly sure you can do stuff like right, that. Right. Right. And then they're like, Oh my God, it's all right. Instead of charging or sending us to jail, they just kicked us out. Yeah. So, uh, you got to give us a road story before we play some tunes. Uh, uh, the one that pops into my head the most often that I haven't really told anybody. Oh, that's what we like. When I was first starting out, mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> I did a gig. The only time I ever played Snickers in Fort Wayne. Sure. Is Snickers even around anymore? I think so. Really? And I think they're paying the exact same <laughs> they were. Uh, and the guy, you know, the guy still thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But this was early... I think it's 2000. It had to be. Okay. Even early, maybe even earlier than that. Uh, 
I, I was a good feature act. And so mm-hmm. I did real well and I'm walking off stage and the fucking headliner did that stupid thing where he went great set. He goes now he goes in five minutes. They're not going to remember your name. Oh, nice. Which is so hacky. Right. Which was a prelude to his act. <laughs> and he goes up there and he fucking eats it. I mean, he doesn't eat it, but he doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. And his act is terrible. And after the show, he's he's like, ah, it was a good show. He, <laughs> then he decides he wants to go to a strip club. Okay. But not just any strip club. He wants to go to the nastiest strip club in town. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So we go to Fort Wayne, or we go to the strip club, and sure enough, it's he, he got it right. He got the <laughs> nastiest one in town. This homeboy decides, he, I mean, this is an older white guy, and he wants crack. Jeez. This is 2000? This is 2000. And this guy's been on the road a while? This guy's not been on the road a while. He's uh, been off the road for like three years. Oh, uh, okay. And he's been running strip clubs. And now this is like the first time he's gotten away from his wife. Oh, all right. And I had weed, and he was like, I want crack. And I was like, we're in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> he was like, well, he gets his waitress to be like, yeah, I know where you can get some crack. And the guy's like, will you take us to get some crack? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I will. <laughs> we're in fucking Fort Wayne. If you can get crack in Fort Wayne, I want to watch this shit go down. Right, right. And... uh we're just driving down the street. I'm in a fucking red minivan with Kansas plates. And I was like, oh, and I told him, I was like, we're in a red minivan with Kansas. Do you really think, even if there is a crack dealer, he's going to approach this car? Sure. And we drove around, and that dude just looked and looked. We drove down, you know, the down the two roads that might right. have had crack. And, <laughs> of course, there was no one there, and I'm making fun of him, and he's fucking... And then he tried to get the fucking stripper to come home with <laughs> And this is like, this is day three on yeah. the road. Yeah. I was just like, what? That I was just like, what is happening? Who are you? And that's when I was just like, don't go, don't get to him. Don't become that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't. If it ever gets to a point where you're searching for it, waiting for crack, let's, yeah. let's remember that. Yes. <laughs> let's remember to just exit. You know, yeah, that's that's a good uh, it's a good approach to it. Yeah, it's Be- there's a lot of comics are dumb. Yeah, not well, Alonzo Bowden. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> I know comics that I know a comic that gambled away his paycheck mm-hmm. the night he got it. Sure, which is happens to a lot of comics. Yeah. Called his dad. His dad had to get him, send him money. And then the next time I saw him, I was telling another comic the story. And I was like, hey, man, remember that time you, uh, your dad, he gambled your check away? And he goes, well, what, which time? Oh, man. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So you had to call your dad and ask him for money. And then you had to call him again like four months later and say you did it again? Ugh. And he's like, yeah. You are you're dumb as fuck. Yeah, seriously. I mean, the first like the first time I ever played a casino, the headline I said after the show, the headliner's like, "Where are you going? I'm gonna go play some poker." He's like, "Yeah, don't man, don't don't gamble your paycheck away." And yeah. I, I learned, and and I'm a big poker player, and you know, uh, yeah. But I learned, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I can get bored easily in those seven seven night shows. Absolutely, and I play the Borgata two weeks a year most years. Yeah, and I. I've gambled three times, but 
but that's I gamble with merch money. Oh, that's smart. And it's only a hundred bucks. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, at a hundred bucks, I'm pretty pissed off. Oh yeah. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, I don't. I like to gamble for the fun. Like I'm a poker player, sure. so I can make a hundred bucks last couple of days, right? Yeah, in yeah. the right circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but slots never. Nah, that's slots is just hope. One of my jokes when I work casinos is when I talk when I'm talking to the about the different people and who plays what and you know does anybody play roulette and a lot of people play roulette. I'm like, oh, you know what else is a fun game? Uh, lighting your money on fire. Yeah, <laughs> you know. That is, I can, that's the worst odds in the house, and people still play it. My, it's the only game my sister plays. Really? Much. Yeah, and she wins a lot, which huh. pisses me there off. There must be, well, there must be the, a little bit of a science to well, it. Well, you can always put it on black or red, and it's fifty-fifty shot, yeah, you know. And it's kind of like actually, that's not even fifty-fifty. That's why they put the green, the zeros. Oh yeah. So it'll but it's it'll still put forty-nine. Yeah, 49. but it still tilts in the house's favor. Um. But then, like, but if you put that there, and then you can put five on a thirty-six and hope it hits. You know, uh-huh. it's a lot like craps, where you put it on the pass line. And yeah. Then, you know, if I'm playing craps with friends, the only bets I make, I'll put five on the pass, and mm. then if they roll a six, I put five on the hard. On six. the hard, yeah. 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 I rolled. Fucking Bobby Rock, Kid Rock. I did the Kid Rock cruise. That motherfucker walked in, said. But put twenty five bucks on Boxcar Willie, yeah, and said it just like he goes twenty five bucks on Boxcar Willie. Next roll hits it, really walks away. Oh man, smart! Like the only man, and this is a guy we're on the Kid Rock cruise, right? And like he's already winning, like he's already <laughs> this getting is your paid cruise. a shit ton of money. And we would lay around, and he would be like, "This is wrong." Yeah, this is wrong. We're getting paid <laughs> to do this. Do you do a lot of those rock and roll cruises? This, that was the first one I'd ever done. Yeah, my buddy Graham Elwood was doing them a lot with Doug Benson. Yeah, like three eleven, and I think he just did Kiss. Yeah, did one. Uh, I I don't know if I I wouldn't do the Kiss one. I did the Kid Rock one because I knew Bob was a good was a big fan. Okay, and the money was really good. Sure, and it left out of Miami. So that was nice. That's where they all tend to that or Fort Lauderdale. Well, when you do a normal cruise, they have a tendency you have to board in like Cozumel or something. Mm-hmm. And when you fly internationally, you can't take as many things as you'd like with you. Oh, like what? Uh, just, you know, candies. Oh, I thought you were going to talk drugs. I was. I was just being, <laughs> I was being coy. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, but the Kid Rock cruise I knew would be fun or at least just sure an article to write yeah or a story for a podcast absolutely it was uh was it just kid playing or no, was no, it... there was a big there was a big lineup yeah and the first day i get on there i'm walking around and there's women walking around topless really with like beer coasters as pasties right and not women that you know it's like like the old thing says it's never the ones you want sure of course like i never wondered what my aunt's boobs look like but mm-hmm. i have a pretty good idea now <laughs> i have a pretty good idea oh it's not going to be awkward when i meet your aunt no because i expect our friendship to really no no it, it should progress into us just hanging all of our families hanging yeah out. yeah sure you met my son my wife I did. Why, why I did both of them. and you can As see I my wife by a room you can see my wife's boobs later uh you know what let's uh <laughs> let's play that one by ear <laughs> Um, no offense to your wife. No, your no, please, boobs. no. She hates when I volunteer it's, her boobs. <laughs> uh, Chris is uh, playing a Gibson. What, what kind it's of a J forty five? Yeah, it's nice. I like it. It's, uh, it's like a ninety seven. Yeah, 
Seen I, some days. I bought it from my uncle. Yeah. So I call it Uncle Jeff. Nice. And um, is he married to your aunt's boobs? Is that the right one? No, 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 no. He. Uh, well, I guess technically yes. Okay. I mean, I wasn't thinking of a specific aunt oh, when I made that right. joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying they were of age. Okay. To be my aunt. <laughs> and I saw their boobs. That was more the reference. Of All right, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, I've had this for, this is one of my guitars. Hmm. This one was already in a case and ready to go. Oh, there you go. That's So smart. that's why it came. This is my gig guitar when, okay. I, when I play out. Now, what's the name of your band? Uh, it's currently called The Boom Noodle. We're a cover band. Cool. We play a lot of you play classic rock tunes. Yes. Where at? Uh, we play a lot at a place in Santa Monica called Finn McCool's. Oh, I love Finn. Yeah, yeah. And okay. we've recently started playing at a very cool bar called Good Times at Davy Wayne's. Where's that? It's oh, sorry, uh, uh, international listeners. You have no idea where this is going to be. But at. when <laughs> you're in L.A., yeah. go to Good Times at Davy Wayne's. It's a very cool bar on El Centro, just south of Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was in bands and stuff uh, all through college and high school. Perhaps you heard... Of dude, your car? No, yeah. no. No? Are you sure? No, I, more of a I, uh, I had uh, the album by Lady Here's Your Vehicle. Oh, right, yeah. That's why it was my old songwriting partner. We yeah. got into a fight. He yeah, broke yeah. off and went and started that band. Left Twix, right Twix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I kept that. It's funny. I kept that dude, your car at sbcglobal.net as my uh, <laughs> email address. Until, Absolutely. Until dude. Is that a Southwestern Bell account? I believe, yes. That is absolutely a yes. Southwestern Bell account. So that means you got that from not here. You uh, were somewhere else when you signed that. No, it was, you know, I, I got in Jersey, so I don't know why I'd yeah, have Southwestern Bell. Yeah, because over here Bell. it was Pac Bell. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. Part of the Ma Bell breakup. Oh, yeah. Was that big down in uh, Kansas? I remember. Was there a hub? Is that what you call them? Uh, Southwestern Bell, I think, did have a hub in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City's a big sprint hub. Okay. Uh, but no, Southwestern Bell was the that was your telephone company. Okay, when you had telephone company, sure. Huh. And uh, but I remember being a telemarketer when I was a kid at first Sprint. Yeah, and calling a lady, and she was still pissed about the government breaking up Ma Bell. She was, <laughs> well, like, it was a monopoly, I, wasn't it? It absolutely was. But mm-hmm. you know, it all made you know it was that big hug. Yeah, from corporate yeah. America. And uh, after Dude, Your Car broke up, and I got to get rid of the email address because that movie Dude, Where's My Car came out, and everybody thought I had something to do with the movie. Uh, so Dude, Your Car was pre-Dude, Where's My Car? It was right around that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is early, early on. And then uh, we formed Bitch Pad. Oh, of course. And then that was... Uh, that was now that, that was album it. I did have. Oh, good, good. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign it for you if you... Uh, in Kansas City, there was a band called Sister Mary Rotten Crotch. That was a good one. I like a good name of a band, but I hate a joke name of a band. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, I don't think consider that really a joke name of a band, even no. though it is, but it's got, it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wore, it was a whole thing. They wore Catholic school Oh, they had uniforms. a thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, as a, we talked about this last week, as a, and I'm, I'm okay on guitar. I can write some songs. I can play guitar and bass drums a little bit of piano yeah 
saxophone, get it, cello, piccolo, you know. Uh, I might have studied at Juilliard. Uh, yeah, that happened. Well, you know, did we really, any of us really study in school? Uh, <laughs> but have you ever thought, like, I, and I, I talked about this last week. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I got a guitar over there. I've got recording equipment. Why don't I write, like, eight funny songs? Yeah. And then just fucking ship them off to Sirius XM I just until I realized... It's fucking hard. Yeah. I just wrote one funny song ever. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the second one to come along. Do you want to debut it here? Sure. I don't know if it's a debut, but I'll do it. Oh, this would be great. This is uh, uh, only the second time I've, I've done this. So okay. This so is awesome. this is, I was watching, uh, there should be a preface because out of context, it sounds like a, a fucking awful song. Okay. <laughs> rape, I was watching, this is called Rape My Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, an episode of Jerry Springer on the road. So this is technically a road story. And I was sitting in a hotel room watching Jerry Springer, and it was one of the ones where the guy beats his wife, and they were intervening. And the woman, they had the woman out there, and they're like, this guy repeatedly beats you, but you keep going back to him. Why is that? And she was like, because he loves me. And I found that, you know, darkly amusing. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm like, well, if a guy really loved his woman and also beat her, uh, he would maybe write a song for her. Yeah. So, so this is a song from a guy that beats his wife to his wife. Okay, great. I'll refrain from playing along. Uh, I gotta remember it. There it is. When I first met you I knew you were the one You were my light, my land, my motion, and my song But I could never tell you how I feel inside I can only show you, girl, so you better run and hide Cause I uh, Cause I'm gonna kick you in the face with love Give you a rock cross Just to show you how I feel I'm gonna kick you in the face with love I only hurt you cause I love you Cause you're stupid When I get home from work I don't wanna hear you talking to me Don't ask me where I hid your shoes Come on baby let me be it happened so many times You think you'd see it coming When I get up and push you right down those stairs Just to show you what you mean to me Cause I I'm gonna kick you in the face with love I'm gonna dunk and punch you with devotion I'm 
gonna kick you in the face I only hurt you cause I love you Cause you talk back Cause you look fat <laughs> You kind of made me say that I love you that was awesome. <laughs> that was great, man. Thanks for uh, jumping on the spontaneity board, but just throwing that up. Hey, there. man, we're just jazzing it up over here. Yeah, I didn't even, uh, I didn't even prep him. I didn't even say come bring your songs. I just said we'll just plink around and uh, yeah, yeah, and annoy the listeners. That one's <laughs> that one's always in the repertoire. <laughs> you uh, you ever open for bands? I opened for Ryan Adams once. I hear that guy's a douche. Sure. Uh, I didn't meet him. Right. I had to be somewhere. Like, it was one of those things where, I, A, I had to be talked into it. Oh, really? Why is that? Well, just because, like, that, you know, opening for a rock band doesn't seem the greatest. It's, I've, uh, I've heard both stories and I've had, yeah, I think it I've depends on the band. Both. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so when they called and it was like, do you want to drive to Santa Barbara? And the money was okay, but mm-hmm. I was like, nah. And my agent was like, look, it's going to be, it's Ryan Adams. It's going to be an older crowd. It'll probably be a pretty good show if you do it. I'm yeah. like, okay, so fine. And I walked up there, you know, I rode up there and did it. And it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the show was great. Uh, literally no open. Like the, the lights just, went down. I just walked out. You just walked out cold. And, uh, you was know. Was it at I, the bowl? It was at some theater. Oh, okay. So yeah, I did that and immediately had to leave because I had a band that I had already planned to go see. Sure. Oh, all right. So I went and did that. But I never met him. My buddy was side stage and said he watched most of my set. He came out and watched most of my set. But, oh, cool. Uh, and then other friends of mine were at the show and said he gave me like a shout out. So that was mm. nice. But uh, That's cool. I have heard that about Ryan Adams, sure. but I cannot confirm Yeah, I've only, I can only say here. It's only hearsay. I do know that he, Willie Nelson, was producing his album or he was producing Willie Nelson's album and the deal was that they would go on tour together and uh, Ryan Adams uh, started telling Willie Nelson hey you know who I am and started pulling that no way so Willie pulled out and they played a one-off concert at the Hollywood Bowl oh wow how much of a dick do you have to be to piss off Willie Nelson I don't know probably pretty big dick or a part of the IRS yeah oh yeah (laughs) bring that up (laughs) Oh man! So how was so? Which season were you on last Comic Standing? That would be season four, also known as the Josh Blue season. Oh right, of course. Um, because he won it. Sure. Is that how we're doing the seasons now? By who won it? I think so. That's how most people get it. Who else is on that? That was Uh, my first. uh, Ty Barnett, Roz, Michelle Ballin, April Macy. Oh, April! I haven't seen her. uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Oh right, this is Bill Dwyer. Uh, Rebecca Corey, oh. Joey Gay. I don't know Joey. Uh, not gay, turns out. Huh. Uh, uh, Kristen, Mike, Mike Straight, though. He's gay. Kristen... Stu, no. Kristen, Kristen Key. Oh, I've had Kristen. Oh, another guitar player. Uh, yes. And, um, yeah. All right. How was that? Was it a decent experience? You're still in a house in those things, right? Uh, yeah, we we're no, on. That a, was the boat. We got a. We got the boat. We got the Queen right. Mary. Yeah. Okay. And I was Dwi- I was Dwyer's roommate. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah. I like Billy. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. And one of the funniest moments that they didn't show was he and I were, you know, we had like beds on either side of the room, 
And, you know, we did like the slumber party thing where you lay there and you talk for like an hour sure. and then eventually it just goes away and you start to fade. And so the talking part had kind of faded away and we'd laid there for about five minutes and Bill farts. <laughs> just like the classic, like... And we laughed like fucking school children sure. for five minutes. <laughs> like it could not have gotten. And I remember one night we all snuck up to the kitchen and stole a bunch of food. And like literally we were 14 years old. Right. And it was, but we were having a blast. Sure. That's great. So it was a good experience. Absolutely. Good. Good. I get a lot of people talking about negative experiences on that show. Well, my season was the last season where we got paid handsomely yeah. to do the tour. Mm-hmm. And then once, you know, I think once NBC heard about how much money the seasons previous had made on tour, they, it was the next season where they were like, before you even signed on to make the show, you had to sign a thing that said, if we make it, you'll do the tour. Oh, okay. And they got paid a fraction of what we got paid. Huh, really? Like, a fi- like the second, like the season after mine, they were making like a fourth of what we were making. Wow, that stinks. And then this tour I heard was, they were like in a converted school bus. They turned into a tour bus. Yeah. It didn't really work. Oh, and, really? And they were making a tenth of what we were huh. making. I talked to Lachlan a little bit when he was on it. And, yeah. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't really complain about it. Well, you don't want to when you're on it. Sure, well, of course. Because everyone's listening when yeah. you're on. Oh, yeah. Talk to him in almost 10 years. Yeah, I'll talk to him when I see him over the weekend. That's one thing I've learned early on, man, about being on sets, TV sets and anything. Yeah. Just don't don't talk don't talk shit there. Yeah. Because there's a microphone somewhere. somewhere. And I've done it when I've had a lav on. I've done it under the boom. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, there's The no sound one. guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> hey, what's this hanging from the ceiling? Yeah. Well, that's good. It's I like, like my friends when they're in recording studios, mm. musicians, and they'll be like, "Hey, don't tell so and so." But it's like there are mics everywhere. Yeah, don't tell so and so. The guy, the guy adjusting our levels right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the producer's an asshole. <laughs> that's great. You take your guitar on the road with you? I used to, but now the it's my schedule is so hectic with media and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's Saturday before it becomes a thought, right? And then it's just like. That was that was too much damage to the guitar. Sure. For that amount of time. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you put a guitar, you check a guitar on an airplane. It's you're just, it's, yeah. it's almost like guitar suicide. Well, and it's you know not only even if it makes it intact, if they don't throw it all around, there's the pressure changes and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And my uh, dad has a nice Martin guitar that I'm so I can't wait till he kicks off so I can have it. <laughs> Um, hey, Dad, you tried this arsenic? Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? You sure? Um, but he didn't detune his strings. Oh, just snapped them? Snapped the headstock, man. Snap the headstock? Yeah, like right, 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 where the, right at the nut where the neck and oh, the head meet. Oh, wow. Cracked. Those are some heavy strings he was using. Yeah, yeah. So the pressure on that. What do you do to uh, keep entertained on the road? What do you do to entertain yourself? Well, you know, on the road, it's... Most night, most of the time, I have to come in Wednesday night mm-hmm. for Thursday morning press. Sure, so I'll come in Wednesday, have a late dinner, drink, and then wake up three hours later and do press, and then same thing on Friday. So, like I said, it's usually Saturday before it's even an issue. And now, I've lately I've just been out buying records. Oh, nice! Like I'll you big have an, vinyl guy. Yeah, I have an app that 
we'll show you where the latest, the closest record stores are. Oh, uh, really? What's that app? Because I know a lot That's, of my listeners are it's called the, music. the Vinyl District. The Vinyl District, and uh, it's it's an amazing app, and um, yeah, I found some really good stuff. You know, especially in like Michigan and Ohio and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you can find a lot of good. You know, you just got to look for the geography of it. Like, obviously, if you're in the South, you're going to find some good country and yeah. you're going to find some good, maybe some soul records. Yeah. Uh, why, don't, why don't you bust out a country tune? You got any? Uh, well, no, just the closest I got is this. Wait, are we even in tune? Can we tune? I doubt it. Give me a low E. Actually, not that bad. Now you're going to have to... Tune in by us. I know you're going to have to tell us some quick road story uh, while I so, uh, Well, this is a song that I've always loved, and it's pretty easy, which also makes it better. Oh, I said you're going to have to entertain us with a road story while I uh, uh Let's see. Another good road story. Okay, so I got I opened for Tracy Morgan. No, that's got to be good. Uh, <laughs> and Tracy... He is an amazing man. Yeah. And very gen- genuine, generous, and genuine, genuineous. Generous. Uh, and he, when I opened for him, he would take me everywhere with him and his little entourage, you know? Sure. And he would always say, We ride together, we die together. And then you would have to, but every night you would have to go to his. The first night we went to his hotel room after the shows, and then at like three, he was like, All right, everybody go to bed. And we're like, Great. And Tracy's brother's like, Wow, we got off easy tonight. Oh, really? At and three? At three. I'm like, Why? He goes, I guarantee you this will be the only night we don't watch the sun come up in Tracy's room. I'm like, Whatever. So the next night, sure enough, Tracy, we get back to his room. He's like, Nobody leaves till the sun comes up. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. Because everyone says that when you first get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I figured about 5.30, I start sneaking out. I doubt anyone's going to say shit. I start walking out. Chris Porter, where you going? The sun up? No. <laughs> you ain't leaving. We just sit there and talk. And this was before iPads. Uh, he'd had a seven-inch DVD player in the corner that was playing some of the most immaculate porn I've ever seen. Immaculate? Uh, just amazing. Wow. That's and he so- had a stack of it. And we would, and so like if you weren't in the conversation, you were just watching some Brazilian chick get just ridden. Right. And then he would order up beers and he would just party and party until the sun. And I'm not talking like you saw the sun. The sun had to be up. Oh, up and like we watched people go to work. Yeah. And, uh, and that was every night. <sighs> and then one night we were at a club and we were waiting for his brother to come out. And, uh, was his brother's tour manager. I think he was just hanging at the okay. time. And yeah, I kept trying to sneak away and he kept catching me. Oh man. I tell you what, side note, that's one of the reasons I quit doing drugs is I got sick of watching the sun come up. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, if it doesn't happen all the time, it's a beautiful thing. If you want to watch the sun come up, it's not a beautiful thing when you're wired on Coke and it's 7 a.m. and you can't fall asleep. And you you didn't realize the sun was up. Right. Yeah. That's the worst is when you walk out and you're like surprised by the sun. Oh, you're like, yeah. oh son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. All right, let's well, do some drugs. Just watch your ass. Just be careful. Do the do It's the- like my buddy Chris Robinson said. He goes, 
Drugs are like sleeping on a bed of broken glass. You can do it, but if you don't watch your ass, you're going to get cut up. Oh, nice. It's the brunette for those of you uh, at home. So you got it close to a country tune? Well, Marshall Tucker played pretty much oh, country. I love this song. I'm going to take a bad train down at the station. Well, I don't care where we go. I'm going to climb a mountain. But high mountain when I jump out. Nobody gonna know well, Can't you see well, Can't you see What that woman Been doing to me well, Can't you see well, Can't you see What that woman No more I'm gonna find me a hole in the wall. I'm gonna crawl inside and die. Well, come later now. A big old woman, don't you know? She never told me a goodbye. Can't you see? What damn woman doing to me? Oh, can't you see? Can't you see? What that pretty little girl be doing to me? It was nice. I love that song, man. Yeah. You don't a, get enough flute in rock and roll. You really don't. Yeah. And everyone thinks it's... Uh, this is mine, right? Yeah, it's yours. Everyone thinks it's all tall. I know. No, man. No, no, no. 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 Once the government came and broke up the uh, monopoly on, uh, flute, on flute. and flutes and rock and roll. When they broke up Ma Bell and flutes were freed. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jethro Tull. They get slagged on a lot, man. But really great guitar player. The guy's an amazing... Flute player, believe it or not, and a decent lyricist. He just thought he was way bigger than he was. What and do you he mean? He pissed a bunch of people off. Oh, he did. Ian Anderson did. Yeah, he oh. walked up to Jimmy Page. He said, "With my lyrics and your guitar playing, we could really have something." Oh, interesting. And Robert Plant pretty much told him to go fuck off. Right. <laughs> and this is while Jethro Tull is using Led Zeppelin's. Jethro Tull is one of Swan Song's first signings. Yeah. And so they were like their little brother. And mm-hmm. for your little brother to come up and go, we don't need Robert fucking Plant. <laughs> On the, uh, uh, Robert Plant was such a great singer, he can't even sing it anymore. Right. <laughs> He's actually, I saw him on the, he did that country album with uh, What's Her Face? Allison Krauss. Allison Krauss, and I saw him at the And Greek. that's What's Her Beautiful Face? Yeah. She's a total babe. Um, and we had these... Uh, Women who must have been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years above, older than me. However old it was when Zeppelin was in their heyday. So however old you were 72. in the 70s. So however old you were. When- uh, I was negative six. <laughs> so, but these women were like, every time he like shook, shook his hips a little bit, yeah. they were just like, what? Yeah, it's because like, you like could see his dick. I know, he's totally tight jeans. He's got a... Dude, you go, the song remains the same. Mm-hmm. Is just dick fest. 
That's all it is. I tried to watch that the other night. And it's, that opening. No, you got to just fast forward to the good parts. Yeah. That's, I, that's the thing you got to get on DVD and just hit next. Yeah. I'm not like Jimmy Page is one of those guitar players that's he's an amazing rhythm and chord structure. But what a sloppy lead guitar player, man. Yeah, but he that was his he, he wanted that. Like that was because yeah. he was a session guy for so long. Yeah. And had to play, you know. Exactly right. what yeah. they asked, because okay. I, I I read a bunch of books. Did you read books? And uh, yeah, but he was just like, man, and that's why like Kansas Led Zeppelin reads. speeds up and slows down, which in music is like a huge faux pas. And yeah, it's yeah. Just like, no, I want. Huh? That's so he emotion. likes the disorganization because he had he, to be so organized. Yeah, or just like that's you know his thing is like that's what I'm feeling uh-huh. that dirty that like, right. that's what I wanted to happen. Right. You know. What was the big Zeppelin song we had to learn to play when I was learning to play in high school? Oh, it school? was uh, Over the Hills of Yeah. Can't, Can't believe I remember this. One more thing. Hey, lady. Oh, no. I don't know it enough for you to sing. <laughs> <laughs> you got the love I need. Oh, you know what Zeppelin song I love? And I'm totally faking it, this one. Yes. Eat it, Leaves are falling all around. Time was on my way. Still, I'm much obliged. For such a pleasant thing But now it's time for me to go Autumn on life's my way Sometimes I grow so tired But I know there's one thing I got to do I gotta ramble on Now the time, the time is now I gotta sing my song All around the world I'm gonna find my girl Out my way I've been this way in ten years to the day Something like that? <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, Misty Mountain Hop. <laughs> yeah, that, I really love that. Uh, the, most of their acoustic stuff. I, I was a late bloomer for Zeppelin. I I, I stayed away from Zeppelin because all the metalheads in high school wore Zeppelin, and I was anti-metal in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I'm a huge uh, Judas Priest fan now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yes, I came around to breaking it, man. The law, breaking Sabbath. the law. Breaking the law. Yeah, I really like Sabbath a lot. Um, yeah, but I just never got into, into into metal so much. But then, you know, then along came the cult, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I remember Zeppelin. I remember like I'd heard all the hits, and I was like, "Meh." Mm-hmm. And then I was riding my buddy's truck, and they put on Zeppelin too, and I was like, "What yeah. is this?" <laughs> and where do I get it? Right. So, any other comics in your band? Uh, Brandon Christie was a comic. Oh, well, he's kind of, he's kind of left. Uh, 
I think Brandon's foray into comic was stemmed from a frustration in the music industry sure. and looking for other outlets. But he, through our band and through other bands that he's started, uh, he's found a, an outlet he is more comfortable in. And, oh, cool. and I think he's kind of walked away from the comedy. Although it's sad because he's super fun. Yeah. How long? How much are you going on the road these days? 35, 40 yeah, weeks a year. That's, that's the comic of a single man right you there. Gotta, yeah, and it's just... I realize that maybe that's going to end soon. Like, yeah. I'm not seeing anyone, but the time's coming where that's going to be a focus. Sure. So I think... And then I've got this record out on Netflix, and then I'm doing this new record. Yeah, special on Netflix? Or mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's, when did that come out? Uh, it came out a year ago. Oh, have I... I must have seen it's parts called of it. Ugly and Angry. I must have seen parts of it. It's pretty amazing. No, I'm Oops. kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. Uh, yeah. So, and then I'm trying to do this next one. So, your next album coming up? Yeah, I think I'm gonna record it maybe in October. Yeah. And and I got about forty of it written. Right. Okay. Good. Um, just a side note. I'm very excited about my album coming out. Should be coming out in the next month. Uh, you guys. So, well, more on that later. Yeah. Um, this isn't uh, about me. This is about Chris Porter. It's under his stage name, U2. <laughs> oh, I'll be seeing those guys in a couple of weeks. I'm very excited about that. I'm a huge U2 fan. Uh, they got a hey, song. we all have problems. I know, I know. I had a feeling you wouldn't. They got a song that goes like this. Wait, how's it go? Oh, I just hold on. That's already too many chord changes for the edge. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> I can't even play it. I used to know it really well, but it's got a really. It was really surprising hearing that, and that's like, wow, that's so not the edge's guitar style. Yeah, you know? no, the edge Finger is more picking? about pedals. Anyway, I forget how it goes. Uh, who do you tour with? Anybody in particular? I do not. I'm a one man submarine. You're a one man band. Um, yeah, I'm just not at a place in my career where I can demand openers. Right. I mean, I'm sure that's changing. I'm sure if I really push the issue. But. Sure. But how, I mean, like, even when I, and I'm not a demander, I'm not a demand to anything guy, um, but I'm definitely not a demand <laughs> opener. But if I call and say, hey, can I bring my buddy John to open? They're usually cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. usually fun. Um, I like the, I like giving comics, because I know how hard it is to be a feature, and especially when comics headliners bring their own it makes it even worse well it's it's not hard to be a feature it's hard to get feature work yeah yeah yeah. actually features and make a living (laughs) yeah so i like the idea of letting features come in and open for me but Mm -hmm. a lot of them i don't like so it's that's becoming an issue yeah like as people they're fine i just i don't want my audience to be subjected to it wait you don't like them personally or you don't like their comedy or no personally most of them are fine yeah but, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, man, no. Yeah, and it's a, I'm such a nice guy that it's really, like, you have to, I will say no a hundred ways without saying no. Yeah. <laughs> until you until you push me to the point where I'm just like, no, dude. Well, and if, man, if you can't read the clues. Yeah. If, like, fuck, eight times into it, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, at some point it becomes your fault. I feel like <laughs> that's a good point. It's a very good point. Where's your favorite place to perform? Punchline, San Francisco. I just had to pull my comics on Safari out of Punchline. I apologize, San Francisco. I do a tour of comedians who surf. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you need? Do you need something? I'm listening. No, I just need to grab this. Okay. Uh, comedians who surf, and we're going to go up and do Punchline. Yeah. And I apologize, San Francisco listeners. 
uh, I have a sponsor for this tour, so it kind of goes against Live Nation and all their oh, sponsorships yeah. and all their rules. So I apologize, guys. Um, hey, listeners, though, throw me an alternative venue. I'd yeah. much rather do the show in an alternate. As much as I love the punchline and cops, uh, I'd rather do this show in an alternate. So any San Francisco guys, uh, you could always go to the Great American. So it's a really fun venue. Oh, the Great American Theater. What's it called? Great American Music Hall. Oh, Great American Music Hall. Might be too big for our store. Uh, well, that's a cool thing, though. Even if it's... Well, how's that usually? It seats like seven, eight. Okay. So, like, even if you get 200 in there, it'll be yeah, fine. that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been playing guitar? Since I was on the road, like, I've always had to have some sort of music. You know, I started as a saxophone player, and oh, then that dude. got... I love the saxophone. Yeah, it's fine. It's not great when you're a kid, though, just because it's like... You play all the, you know, especially playing tenor, you just play a lot of bass lines and sure, stuff and yeah. all that stuff. And, you know, you're not really. And then you go see dudes play and you're like, well, they're not teaching me that. Right. <laughs> so then when I was in, so I quit my fresh, after my freshman year playing in the band and then the high school band instructor mm-hmm. kind of cornered me and was like, I don't care what you play, just come play. Oh, nice. And so he let me play drums. Which is what I wanted to do. I played so, drums in the marching band. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I did that, and then I played in the symphonic band and symphonic band. Yeah, is that well, sta- that's, is that I mean, stage band? No, that that's like full on like orchestral, like timpani. Oh yeah, chimes, all sure. that stuff. Traps, as they call them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I know the lingo, Chris Porter. So yeah, and so once I went on the road to be a comic, drums weren't really in the picture. Yeah, so I. Stole my dad's guitar because oh, nice. he wasn't playing it. This is the one you stole? No, no. Oh. The, so I stole my dad's guitar. I played it forever. And then he, uh, I took it to California with me. And he was just like, I'd play guitar, but you took my guitar. I like my guitar. <laughs> so I gave it back to him. I bought a couple, you know, I bought a bunch of guitars. And here's your guitar, dad. <laughs> that thing is in the exact place I leave it when oh, I come really? home every so time. Funny. Yeah. So funny. It's like my uncle has this like 1957 Fender Jaguar. And everybody in my family is like, we'll buy it off you. We'll, yeah. we'll. And he's like, no, man, it's my favorite guitar. Hasn't gotten out from under the couch in over a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure every once in a while he pulls it out and looks at it. I have a reissue 58 Les Paul. Oh, yeah? That I haven't touched. I mean, it hangs there and looks right. great. But I haven't touched it. I'd like to get a Les Paul. I'd like to play Les Paul. I have a Telecaster in there I really like. But I they're got very... one for sale. A Les Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Just looking around <laughs> to see what the War of the Wife's at. <laughs> Where's your least favorite place to perform? Uh, Little Rock. I won't go back. Oh, really? What happened? Yeah. It's just, you know, the people that work at the club are great. Um, the club is not well run. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is that a, it's a funny bone? Uh, yeah, it's a loony bin. Okay. Uh, and of the loony bins, it's you know, it's just like the vibe isn't there, isn't right. great in there. Like it's, you know, the the staff is nice, but it's uh, they've been there for years. Sure. Uh, and they're you know they're just kind of going through the mo- they they dig it. They're, they're yeah. it's basically like going to their second home to make yeah. money. Okay. Most of them have other jobs. Mm-hmm. But the audience, you know, no one's showing up because, you know, no one cares. 
Are they getting a, besides you, are they getting a, like a B class of comedian? Yeah, or? yeah, I think they get, I mean, and when they get those big names, when they pay the money and they put the promotion in, it's fine. But yeah, like I showed up, the last time I showed up, they had an open mic before my show. Mm. And they, they kept handing the mic to each other. And dudes were just coming out of the audience. Oh, really? They're like, please welcome Larry. And Larry would just get up at a table five and walk up there. I hate that. And it was one of the more racist open mic nights that I've ever seen. <laughs> was that on a flyer? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like a guy got up there and there were black people in the audience. Yeah. It was like half and half. And he goes, I don't know why they say Tyler Perry has a new movie out. Why don't they just say, hey, black people, there's a new movie for you. And I was like, and the fight ensues. Right, and, right. and the black people were like, that's hilarious. We're crazy. And I was like, okay. So I go up to the MC. I was like, hey, man. Just put the mic in the mic stand. Don't hand it to me. I don't use the mic. I yeah. keep it in the stand. Yeah. And he goes, well, the stand's broken. It won't hold the mic. <laughs> It'll get the fuck out of here. He's right. Like, yeah. So I go to the mic. I go into the manager. And by the way, this is the 20-year anniversary they've asked me to come in for. Really? This is, yeah, they're, they're blowing they're mic- it out. Their microphone stand's broken. They're blowing 20. it out, <laughs> and I don't have a fucking mic stand. And I walk back there. I go, hey, man. I go, I'm a pretty easy guy to work with. He's like, yeah. I go, I don't demand much, right? He goes, yeah. I go, I do demand a fucking mic stand. Yeah. Like that's, you might as well not have a microphone. Right. And which with the audiences we were getting was probably not necessary. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, uh, and it, and it took them till Saturday to get that and they him hawed about it. And it was just like, I don't need this. Yeah. Like if I was a struggling road comic, yeah, the loony bin would be a great, the little rock loony bin would be a great place. Yeah. I'm just, I'm at a place now where I have the availability to not do Mm -hmm. that. And I and I'll still do the Oklahoma City Looney Bin. Sure, and that's about it. Yeah, it's so amazing. Like here's a, like, for I know like Chicago Improv, outside of Los Angeles, probably my favorite comedy club. The Schomburg one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably my favorite. And here, here's one of the reasons why. Uh, first night there for the weekend. It was it was the first time I was headlining there. I'd featured there a bunch, and uh, the sound guy had to go to the guitar center or something to buy some cables or something. And uh, they're they're futzing with the with the wireless mic, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh sweet, a wireless mic. I, I like working with a wireless mic. It's like, oh, it's it's broken. We're not gonna be able to do it. Guy goes to the picks up his wire while he was there, bought a wireless for me. Oh nice. Just thought, like I didn't yeah. even ask for one. I didn't even I didn't even didn't even know he was in the earshot. I was like, here man, I heard you like wireless. Oh good, yeah, and that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, it's for the show. It's yeah, not like you were being like, a dick. It's not like I want fucking hummus in yeah, my, yeah. you know. Why are there bird. brown M and M's in here? Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Then that's that's what I love. And, and, and uh, this show isn't a compl- bitch about shitty club. No, and, uh, but that is part of road stories. It is, man. It's like you. The other thing that pisses me off a lot, and I might have talked about this on the show, is and this shouldn't piss me off. I maybe it should, or it might seem like it shouldn't. I don't like. When their food is cheap, when it's shitty oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Costco food. I was yeah, working yeah. at a club. You know what? I did talk about this on the show. I apologize. I was working at a club one time, and I ordered the pizza. And it was literally a Tostino's 99-cent store pizza with the cardboard still under it. Did they dress it up at all? No. With the cardboard still under it on the plate. And I looked at the yeah. menu, 12 bucks. Yeah. 12 bucks. I was, I was livid. I mean, come on. Yeah. I felt really bad. Because then they go, 
they do think it's the club, but they do think about it. they're like oh, I came. They do say I went to a Chris Porter show and yeah. the food was terrible. Yeah, well, sure, man. I mean that that's a whole. Yeah, it's it's an experience. People yeah. are spending. Listen, especially nowadays with the economy the way it is, people know what they're spending and what oh, absolutely. Getting. Yeah, but I don't want you know twenty dollar cover. I don't want to go spend twelve dollars on on a piece of shit pizza. So let's go to the movies. Well, I would say don't eat at a comedy club, only because. You're going to end up spitting food at your friends if I'm doing my job right. <laughs> I mean, You're going to end up choking and dying. Yeah. It's like, that's that's something I never really understood. I mean, I understand you're hungry and that it's like a dinner thing, but yeah. it's like. It's like we went to uh, the House of Blues, had a Sunday morning revival, like gospel, oh, yeah. gospel brunch. And that's tough to make your own omelet and raise your hands yeah, up yeah. in the air and be slain in the praise spirit. the lord can i get cheese on that <laughs> praise the lord not that much cheese praise the lord i can't wait for my omelet can't wait for my omelet what's one of your uh, favorite experiences as a stand-up on stage you know what normally i don't ask these my questions. Fa- oh, okay. This might be the first well, qu- this might be the first time i ever asked this question it wasn't as a stand-up though my favorite moment on stage lately was at the end of the Kid Rock cruise, I was talking to some guys from the Band of Heathens. And we were talking about how I was in a band. And band stuff. of Heathens? Band of Heathens. Yeah. Those guys are great. They're amazing. I, lo- I have one album. They're awesome. So I'm having lunch with Gordy. And um, he was like, so you sing in your band? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, well, you should come up and sing The Weight with us. Oh, nice. At the end of the show tonight. I was like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. The Weight in my family is like Bible verse. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like the song. Sure. And probably one of the better songs ever written. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was like, they're like, we sing it in A. Like, I was like, done. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, I don't need the words. Sure. And it was, it was an amazing, and the crowd dug it because, you know, I'm up there and I did all the backups and they're like, oh, he's just up there having fun. And then when it was my turn to take the lead, like, they were like, oh, fuck, he can sing. Dude's got talent. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so. There used to be a... Uh, there's a guy named Teddy Zigzag who, or Teddy Andriatis, who, an old stand-up named Lisa, not old, uh, stand-up named Lisa Goich, who doesn't want. It's her husband, and they used to. She, he is a uh, road musician. Like he toured with Guns N' Roses, oh, he's okay. in Alice Cooper's band. He's he's a pretty. He's going out with Billy Bob Thornton's Boxmasters. Have you heard that? No. I think you like it. The Boxmasters. I'll I'll play you some on the way is out. Is it like Vagina Masters, like that kind of box? Yes. Awesome. Yes, they wanted to go with Pussy Masters, but it was already taken. Um, anyway, so they used to do the Screaming Cocktail Hour, which was an open mic, and people would come in and play. And since he's a road musician and knows everybody, it was like Jeff the Skunk Baxter, oh, wow. Slash, you know, Larry Carlton. And uh, he would invite me up to do uh, stand-up in between sets. Oh, okay. And if I didn't get ass drunk <laughs> which I mostly time did I'd go up and do it and then one time I sat in with him with uh, Eric Carr no not Eric Carr Eric Singer from Kiss Gilby Clark on uh, on guitar uh, Johnny Ramone's bass player and it was just great just a jam on uh, what did we play Going Down that old Albert King oh song. yeah Going Down uh, wait Uh, where's it go after that? C sharp minor. C sharp minor. D. Back to A. I pulled in the Nazareth. 
before I feel about an advanced day I just need to find a place where I can lay my head yeah. I said, Mr. Can you tell me where may I find a way just green sure my head knows I'll say Take a load off any Take a load for free Take a load off any And you put the load right on me I'm really looking for a place that I When I saw old coming and the devil just walking side by side I said it coming Come on, let's go downtown She said I got to go But my friend could stick around in the days I'm on Take a load off any Take a load for free. Take a load off any. You put the load right on me. Do it. Go down, Miss Moses. There's nothing that you can say. It's just old Luke and Luke's waiting on a judgment day. Well, Luke, my friend, what about young Annalee? He said, do me a favor, son. Won't you keep old Annalee company? much of a singer hey man you, you emoted ah uh, that's I don't what, what it's that about you just things. feel it is that when uh, is that when skin snakes lose their skin is that emoting uh, that's molting oh okay that's, <laughs> i was doing one of those when they do it on the internet it's emolting mm-hmm. you ever see the last waltz you lost it oh of course yeah i just uh, stumbled on that the other day it was great if you get the remastered version, they put in uh, Neil Young's Coke Booger. Oh, that's right. The Coke Booger's back. Yeah, yeah. And it gleams like a spotlight. <laughs> All right, brother. Give me one more story. Uh, By the way, I'm playing a baby Taylor. Uh, this is a Taylor guitar. It's small. Um, it's great. It's great to keep around the house. And uh, It's got a screw on neck because you can see the screws. Yes, you do. Uh, it's better than and Martin's are my favorite guitars. Yeah, um, but I don't like the Martin Backpacker. The oh, Larry, yeah. Larry Many one. It doesn't sound as good, and uh, so I went with the. Well, I went fuck this. you, Actually, Martin. Fuck you, Martin. Actually, my wife got me this for my birthday a few years back. She's yeah. a sweetheart. She is a dear heart. You should see her boobs. Was... <laughs> All right, how about one more story, Chris Porter? I gotta relieve my wife here. Um, where was I? Where were you? I wish I had some. 
I'm heading back on the road a lot more this okay, year. Okay, so huh, I'm in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Doing the improv, I'm opening for John Witherspoon. I love John Witherspoon. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. And during and at, in Tampa at the same time was the this giant rap show. Rat or rap? Rap. Okay, with a P. Called, uh, I don't know, Best Damn Show Ever or something uh-huh. like that. And Best like every rapper was there at sure. the time, including Tone Loke. Okay. So after the show, I'm outside and this guy from like ESPN Orlando comes up. And he's like, hey, do you want to come hang out with Tone Loke? And I was like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. So go meet up with Tone. Tone sounds just like he does always. Like that's his voice. Okay. And we, <laughs> so we're hanging out and it was just so funny because we'd be walking around and people would walk by him, stop, and then come running back. Okay. Because it's like, is that Tone Loke? That was Tone, that right, was right. Tone Loke. <laughs> so, and yeah, and we went and saw CeeLo play. And mm-hmm. this is right after he left Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. So like, no, like hardly anybody was in the club. And he sings his ass off. And then we're backstage. And I'm the only white dude back there at all. And I just, I just remember everyone looking at me like, "What the fuck is your deal?" <laughs> I just, I think they thought I was the accountant or something. Uh, but yeah, that was that was an interesting. Um, I met Bootsy Collins once. That oh was yeah, pretty rad. Oh, that's cool. Was he was he dressed in spangles from head to toe? <laughs> he no, he was wearing what I I called a casual Bootsy. <laughs> Which could also be a, a sex Friday. term. Yeah, it was. He was wearing like black slacks, a black shirt, and black loafers. But the black loafers had like bedazzles on okay. them, and so did his glasses. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a real. It's been. I think my subconscious is blocked out a Shoot, lot. That happens the, a lot, man. That happens. I know. A lot. I'm gonna leave here and be like, "You gotta put this in." Well, that's good. That means you come back. Um. Yeah, just when I was younger. It's funny, you know, you think, well, you think about that, I'll just say this real quick. It's like, I, uh, as I started getting bigger names on my show, I'm like, oh man, you know, they're just going to be telling stories from like 93 or whatever, yeah. but crappy gigs still happen. Oh, absolutely. Like, like things go south so quick in this business and for a show, which <laughs> I equally hate and I love. I love the anticipation, yet I hate the oh, anticipation. Here it is. I did a show. For, uh, okay, so it was like this charity, mm-hmm. and they go, they call and they're like, "We want you to do a show." I was like, "Great." Then they then they call back and they're like, "You're going to do a show and you have to speak at a dinner," but and they cut the time off my show. Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay." So I had this vision of me like at a podium during the dinner, and in fact, what it was was. I was at one end of the table. There was a Navy SEAL at the other one. The The Navy SEAL, in fact, had been in SEAL Team 6 and had not only oh, wow. been on the mission and killed Bin He did not kill Bin Laden, but he was on the mission. Sure. Uh, he was also in the Captain Phillips. Like, he was in all the good ones. Right, right. He's in all the good maneuvers. <laughs> and then there's me at the other. And in between us is nothing but billionaires and millionaires. Mm-hmm. They're all the benefactors of the thing. And I, other than the Navy SEAL, he and I were the only ones not worth millions of dollars and it was uh the one of the billionaires was the son of the man that married anna nicole smith oh okay sure another man was married the daughter of the guy that owns the houston texans okay 
And then everyone else just were like self-made. Like one lady was like, because they went around and said what they all did. And this one lady goes, well, you know, my husband, he's the homemaker. And I, uh, I'm really into my Lamborghini racing club. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, we all need a hobby. Where am I? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm just like, where am I? And so then they get to me and I make some jokes and then I go do the show and I get heckled, but by not one, but two billionaires. <laughs> and one of them like was cool. I was like, Hey man, you got to shut the fuck up. He's like, man, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm going to kick myself out. I'm going to kick myself out. And he kicked himself out. And then the other guy, I just told him, I was like, we're, I was like, when you walk into bank of America, there's a parade. Like, they don't even make eye contact with me. They just think I need quarters. <laughs> So yeah, that was the that was a weird heckled by a billionaire. Yeah, was it at least edu- an educated heckle or <laughs> no? What the guy was just talking to somebody else. Oh the yeah, one guy. Then the one guy heckled me a little bit, the Bank of America guy, and it was just it was fucking god awful. Yeah, it was like the yeah, and it was one of those things where my flight was late. I literally came in and I did the gig and left and. Just stayed at the super nice hotel that oh. I was in for about four hours. Right. <laughs> That's how it always works. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you get the super nice room, you're like, oh, I'm going to be here for four hours. Sure. Yeah, Easy man. Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, Chris, I want to thank you so much for coming by today. Thanks man. for having me, man. I don't come to the West Side often, but when I do, I'm glad it's to hang with you. Uh, yeah, man. Well, you know where I'm at. So anytime you want to jam and play, I, I push that desk back. Okay. Uh, my buddy comes over, sets up a little cocktail kit. Awesome. Um, I sold my bass, so I need to get a, another bass. And there went your guitar, Mike. No one died. No By one way, died. I don't even know how this sounds, guys. I I did the best kind of sound check I could. Um, I don't. We don't have pickups into the mixer, so I don't know how. There's no snare in my headphones. <laughs> There's no snare. So hopefully this sounds good. And um, before I do all my wrap ups, I'm just gonna say this, Chris Porter. Um, and I've said this before. Like I didn't want to do this today. Yeah. Because after now, I was kind of like, hey, maybe Chris's got to drive. Maybe he'll cancel. Because, you know, I kids home from school. I, I got a, I got a lot of stuff to do today. And uh, you came, and I had a blast. And I'm in such a better mood than I was Oh, before. good. So, and I, I'm like yoga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except no hot women yeah. around you. Um, and I say this a lot, man. This, I, I know I, I got a lot of listeners, and I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. But uh, I know you guys enjoy it, but uh, I think I might enjoy it more than you guys do. <laughs> so, but I thank you all for listening. Uh, I got a few announcements. Wait, first of all, uh, tell us where we can find you. And uh, On the tweets, I'm at I am Chris Porter. Awesome. At the Instagram also is I am Chris Porter. Okay. I don't Instagram, should I? Uh, yeah. Really? It's, it's fun. Okay. He just took a picture of me, folks. I did, not, never do I did not have an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Instagram's fun. Just don't. Take pictures of your food. Right, right. Um, and, you know, the internet, chrisporterisfunny.com. Okay, when uh, you got uh, any dates coming up? This will go up. I was going to kind of pocket this and keep it as like a bonus episode, but I enjoyed it too much. So this okay. This will come out this Sunday. Okay. So you got any uh, gigs coming up? I do. Uh, this, okay, so this, okay, so I'll be in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. April 1st through the 4th, and then I will be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, awesome. Or South Carolina, whatever it is. It's one of the Carolinas. What club is that? Winston-Salem. I don't think I've ever played I think it. it's Larry's Club. I don't know. Oh, Larry. Oh, Larry. Larry Google? 
Larry, yeah, it's his room. Awesome. Uh, Chris, I thank you so much for coming by today. Okay. Totally thank you so much for coming by today. I appreciate you having me. Um, I have a few announcements. Can you give me a little of them I can talk about? Oh, sure. I like the way we open that. <laughs> can you give me a little more exciting? Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. What are we, an A? Yep. Thanks for listening. I uh, really appreciate you guys. Um, I'm at Murray V on Twitter. Uh, this is obviously uh, Road Stories. You can check us out at All Things Comedy with uh, a bunch of other podcasts. Um, I got shirts at Estoy Merchandise. Uh, pick up a Road Stories t shirt. Nice. And then uh, maybe Chris Porter will leave with one today. Uh, Road Stories t shirt. Um, also, there's a donation button. Uh, if you feel like throwing a couple bones uh, this way, it goes to the waters I give to my... Uh, uh, give the man some money! <laughs> mic stands. I just spent about 150 bucks on these mic stands today to uh, do this one podcast. Um, so all that money goes to the podcast. Nobody's getting rich off of it. Mic stands. Um, uh, what other... I should have written these down since I have musical accompaniment. You should have wrote them down. Um, Comics on Safari is coming to Ventura uh, with Quicksilver as a sponsor. Uh, it's also going to uh, uh, Brea with uh, Maui and Sons as a sponsor. And I am headlining the Irvine Improv April 15th. The night before, go see the replacements play. April 15th and uh, some uh, road stuff is coming up. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, there's some stuff over at All Things Comedy. Um, All Things Comedy. As a participant of All Things Comedy, I'm going to be involved in. So there he might participates. Be some, there might be some ads coming onto my show, um, but I promise they won't be too painful, and I promise... I'm only stuff about dead puppies. <laughs> I promise they'll only be about and dead And a puppies. couple of things about AIDS. So I, <laughs> so I really appreciate you guys listening. If you haven't written a review... On iTunes, please go ahead and write a review. I appreciate all those. Give us a five-star uh, review. Four and, stars uh, ain't good enough. And it really helps out the podcast in the long run. And I thank everybody who's been listening from the beginning. Uh, I got a bunch of new listeners recently, and they were really excited about me uh, re-releasing old episodes. So I'm thinking about maybe in the month of April, every Wednesday, I'll release a deep, deep, deep cut of uh, this show back, back in the early days. Um... When he was okay. still doing heroin. <laughs> Go see Chris Porter uh, uh, when he comes to your town. He's a funny dude. Um, and that's all, that's all she wrote. Can I put my pants back on now? Not yet. <laughs> it's not cold, it's just small. <laughs> yeah.
It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon